Welcome back to the in-joke on Sin 90.7 with Chevet, Emma, and Patrick. And uh, we've got a very special guest on the line, all the way from the US of A. Um, and he's got a show in, a, uh, in Melbourne on Friday and Saturday at the Comics Lounge. Um, it's Brent Morin. How are you, Brent? I'm great. How are you guys? Yeah, we're Doing great. pretty well. Yeah, exciting. Did you like how, how alive I sounded there? That sounded nice. <laughs> phone voice. I'm always concerned about my phone voice. That felt good. That felt like I could sell you guys sheets or something. <laughs> we, get, we get really concerned about our radio voice. So, you know, we're all good there. Yeah. No, it's great voice and great accent. You guys are lucky. <laughs> Whereas I know when I've been traveling and going all around, you know, going all over the world, I get really conscious that... Um, of the accent, actually. Mm. I, I always yeah. get really worried that the Australian accent sounds like really... Um, do you know the term bogan? Have you come across that? What is it? Bogan? No. Okay. It's, it's sort of like an Australian redneck. redneck. That's oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know rednecks were a thing here. <laughs> the, uh, the Australian bogan is a lovely, lovely um, stereotype that we have. Um, yeah. And they, yeah. they are the cliche that do that. And I'm going to sound terrible saying this, so, but they're the typical g'day mate, how's it going? Um, oh, okay. They're typical that accent, but like, you know, and yeah. So that's a, that's a, but I always get scared I sound like a bogan. <laughs> I get very insecure. I, you know, this is my first time in Australia and I'm, I'm in Sydney right now and it's, it's actually been great. Mm -hmm. uh, but like, I've been very insecure of uh, just having an American accent because there's, you know, a lot of times um, people out of America look at me like I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> There's just this kind of look like, oh, no, you're one of those. <laughs> like it, and I'm probably manifesting that, but it feels like that. But I didn't know there was like a redneck thing in Australia. I will say, though, I'm from, uh, I live in L.A., but I'm from like the northeast, like mm -hmm. Boston area. Yeah. Okay. And I travel around uh, a lot, obviously, in the States. And uh, like where I came from, the accent is kind of aggressive. You know, it's a, it's a, people are a little bit more like, you know, move, you know, <laughs> like that's, and I was in like, uh, I was in, uh, where was I? I was in South Carolina or Texas it was one of them. And this old lady just held the door open for me and she goes, there you go, darling. Like that. And I literally, I literally thought I was like, mom, like, like, is that my mom? And my friend who was open for me is like, Frank, no, it's not your mother. That's not your mother. And I'm like, I've never been called darling before. And it was just so sweet. Like. And somebody goes, hey, y'all. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and I like the Australian accent, you know? I, I do. Oh, thank I find you. It very, I find it pleasant and attractive. Oh, Not like where so I grew much. up. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Yeah, I do. I like it. So we should also mention you've got a show on tonight as part of the Sydney Comedy yeah. Festival. It's the last one. Yeah, the show's have been really good here. And uh, the guy who's uh, doing the shows with me is a, a, a comedian. He lives in New York. He writes for The Daily Show. His name is uh, Josh Johnson. He's mm. hilarious. And it's actually a great dynamic, our show, because uh, we're, we're both energetic in a way, but we have different point of views. So anybody who comes to the show is going to really enjoy the different kind of where we're coming from moments, you know? Mm. And, uh, you know, it's very smart, well-crafted comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a great show. And, and how does it work? Is it like you both have your own sets, or do you do some stuff yeah. together? Yeah, and we kind of like uh, like what we've been doing here is we've been kind of uh, co-headlining, but we'll just switch on who closes and who opens, you know? Okay. 
uh, which has been great. Uh, we've been going out together a little bit, which is uh, weird. Uh, <laughs> no, because here's the deal. I like restaurants. You know, that's my thing. Like, if I'm going to spend money, I want to go to, like, a nice restaurant, but I want to know the game. Like, I don't need, like, uh, to look at, like, a, a website. I want to meet a local and have them tell me where to go. Mm. And yes. so I would invite Josh out for these, these restaurants, and I realized, like, the two of us are both dating somebody now. And we were out to dinner last night at one of these restaurants where it's like you kind of have to like know a password to get in. Like it was like nine tables, you know, kind of like you have to walk by grandmother in the living room to go to the bathroom. Like it's like <laughs> one of these like, you know, it's, it was just us and then a bunch of like uh, attractive people who don't talk to each other. <laughs> um, you know, like the most boring dates in history, like they look good on Instagram, but there's no conversation. It's almost like pot. Yeah. <laughs> But I was sitting there, and he comes back from the bathroom, and he, you know, we have wine, we got a candle, and I'm looking at the food, I just was texting with my girl, and then, and she was going to maybe come, and then she can't, she couldn't, and he goes, what's wrong? And I, he, he goes, why are you looking in the space? I, and I realized, I said, I just realized that you and I are doing absolutely the exact same thing I'd be doing if my girl was here. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a bit of a bromance you got going on. Yeah, I said, I said, you know, we're dating. <laughs> like we're on, we're on a, like some kind of romantic getaway right now. Yeah. And he goes, oh my God, we are. <laughs> and it's true. So I gave him a sweater the other day. Things are getting serious then. Yeah, I think we're dating. <laughs> so on the, on the topic of dating, a lot of people might know you from, from Undateable, the sitcom. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice segue, by the way. Yeah. How good. How good. And also your Netflix special, I'm Brent Morin. Um, yes. What might those expe- um, audiences expect from um, Star Spangled Stand Up? Um, well, okay. Like, uh, I also have, uh, not to plug myself, but I. Okay, I go I for it. it. Go for it. I did an episode of, I did a half hour, almost like a mixtape between my specials that's out on Netflix on a, a thing called The Stand-Ups, episode five, season two, mm-hmm. check it out. <laughs> um, but anything from my special or from that uh, that half hour special I did, you won't see on this special or like what I'm doing now. Uh, what you can expect uh, from this is, honestly, my stand-up is very much therapy with laughs. It's the best way to describe it. You know? <laughs> nice. It is. It's venting. It's moments. It's, you know, uh, it's all written, so it's not, you know, I'm not just a crazy person up there just trying to figure <laughs> out. But I'm going to take you on a journey, basically. And it might start with heartbreak and end with happiness. You never know. Or it might start with happiness and end with heartbreak, depending on the laughs. But... Um, <laughs> And uh, Josh, who's on the show as well, he's he's a little smarter than me. So he, he uh, I don't know, he reads. So he does uh, some stuff about politics. I don't really read. I'm not. I'm over the reading thing, you know. <laughs> so it's, it's it's more. Mine is more about me, me, me. Happiness, sadness, relationships, life, love, loss. And uh, but with a smile and decent <laughs> jackets. <laughs> Just out of curiosity, with performing yeah. comedy in uh, on a sitcom compared, what's it like performing comedy on a sitcom compared to doing stand-up? Obviously, there's well, some real obvious differences there. One is you know live, the other is filmed. Mm-hmm. But what are some of the other differences that our listeners might not know about? Well, like, um, one of the actual similarities, though, uh, between stand-up and doing a sitcom, like, we did our sitcom in front of a live audience, like Friends or Seinfeld, and, and uh, that is really conducive for comedians, stand-up comics in particular, because you kind of, like, feed off a laugh, but 
there's more of uh, like when I was doing the sitcom. Anybody who's a fan of Undateable or was a fan of Undateable because it's gone now. Trust me, my bank knows it. Um, <laughs> anybody who's a fan of that show, that I was playing a character. You know, so uh, sometimes when I do stand-up gigs and people are a fan of the show and they come to see my stand-up, it's it's very different mm-hmm. <laughs> than than the character I played. For me, I found it. Uh, I love acting a lot, and and I've been acting for a while. Even though I've been doing stand-up, I, I consider myself an actor, and and uh, on top of the stand-up thing, so I could get lost in the character and not really care about the laughs. You know, where, you know, some of the other comedians really care about the laugh. So the, yeah. the biggest difference is if you don't get the laugh in stand-up, uh, true stand-ups are very self-aware and they know it and they'll call it out and then they'll fix it. But if you're doing a sitcom and it's not working, which has happened to us, um, an episode, certain episodes, you just kind of have to stay in it. <laughs> and there actually might not be a funnier thing in the world than we did a, a run-through uh, when we were doing the Undateable live show. And this other comedian, Chris D'Elia, and I are very close friends, and it was the two of us, and we bombed this entire episode. Like, the episode didn't work, the crowd was horrible, and we had to end with this stupid musical number, and we were both looking at each other on that last scene with no laughs, but we're in character, so we can't break. (laughs) And we were both had that kind of smile where you know somebody fakes a smile but a tear comes down almost because they're like they want to cry or kill themselves like it was like one of these moments and then it was like I can't believe you Danny and then it was like hold and then they were like and we're clear like that was the end of the episode and the two of us started dying laughing because nobody laughed in the crowd we bombed so hard and I mean I can't even explain I was laughing so hard I almost threw up because I could see in his face too like we can't do anything about this because <laughs> <laughs> in stand up we could fix this we could go talk to the audience look at them but we're in the show now <laughs> so we we know we're bombing <laughs> like this sucks we couldn't do one thing and it was the funniest moment I think in my entire experience on that show <laughs> Like we were crying so hard, we couldn't we couldn't do do it again for like thirty minutes because the laughs that we were having and the funniest part is when we started bursting out laughing, the audience still wasn't laughing, <laughs> <laughs> which made it even funnier. It was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> Vicious cycle. <laughs> the more the audience doesn't laugh. <laughs> so well, it's stand-ups. We love pain. <laughs> so you talked um, a bit about playing a character, and you kind of play a character when you're on stage. But also, you talk about yeah. some some very very relatable stuff, like um, like calling your teacher mum. I called yeah. <laughs> I called one of my sister's friends mum once. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh no! Oh, it's the worst if it's a sister's friend because she'll never let that up. <laughs> <laughs> she was there as well. Oh no! Oh, that <laughs> see that sucks. I don't. Oh. See, that one hurts because sisters can be rude. I don't have a sister, but I have a, a gay little brother. But otherwise, I don't have a sister. But, the, you know, that my cousin's sister, if he did that to her friend, he would st- she would still be talking about it <laughs> <laughs> ten years later. Awesome. Well, I think that's... I mean, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks so much. Sure. We really appreciate you taking the time. So for any of our listeners who want to see the show, um, I believe it's this week coming up, um, where can they get tickets from? Friday, Saturday um, at the Comics Lounge, and you could actually go to brentmorin.com if you want. That's the easiest way to find just the link to the tickets. 
uh, and I believe FrontierComedy.com as well has the tickets. And uh, I got to be honest, the shows here in Sydney have been great. You know, people stood afterward. That's always a good sign. Yeah. And uh, me and Josh are we're coming to Melbourne. And to be honest, his girlfriend is from there, and so he has to perform in front of his girlfriend's family for the first time. Ooh. I don't know why I'm, I'm broadcasting that to everybody, but <laughs> coming, coming. <laughs> And so I guess we're not dating once we get to Melbourne, but um, <laughs> anybody wants to come out, let's do it. Let's hang, and then uh, we'll have a quest afterward. I've never been there, and I'm excited to go. I've heard nothing but good things. I also heard I have to call it Melbourne and not Melbourne. Yeah, Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Melbourne. So, so, Brent, you've recommended a song. Can you tell us what the song is and why you've chosen this? Okay, Dawson's Creek theme song, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you exactly why. I, I, I was on the road doing this recent tour, um, and they always ask, what song do you want to come on stage to? And I, you know, you do Drake or Jay-Z. And for some reason, one night, you know, I just went, Dawson's Creek theme song. And they went, what? And I went, yep. And they said, really? I go, yep. And I came on stage to it thinking it'd be kind of funny, but I was also in a, a place, you know, just recently <laughs> broken up. And I think I was in a mood. Gotta be honest with you. The humor of that song goes away in about 10 seconds because 20 <laughs> seconds into that song, you start thinking about your exes, you start thinking about high school, you start actually thinking about Dawson. You know, there's like, there's certain things that happen in that song. So anybody who listens to that, I guarantee they're going to go, haha, funny choice. And then they're going to go, I should call her. <laughs> <laughs> well, we would tell our listeners that's not the case, but if it is, just enjoy it. <laughs> yes, enjoy it. Trust me. Take a, uh, a trip down memory lane and, and feel pain. <laughs> Thanks so much, Brent. Guys, Thank you, you. you are listening to Kiss Me by Sixpence, None the Richer. You're listening to In Joke on Sin. Imagine Brent Moran is coming onto stage. <laughs> <laughs> yes, do that. <laughs> <laughs> Just about are going to come on stage. <laughs> Thanks, guys.